Hey everyone, welcome to the Thunk Tank Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so this episode can be summed up with this basic quote. The opposite of Donald Trump is an Asian guy who likes math. And the guy I'm talking about is presidential candidate Andrew Yang. If you're super hip to what's going on in politics, you've probably heard of him. But maybe even then you have not because there's so many people on the Democratic side running. And Andrew Yang is not one of the most popular ones, although he is growing in popularity. I saw this morning that he just recently cracked the top 10 candidates according to a CNN poll. So that's something. But we wanted to get the word out about him and just kind of talk through the issues ourselves. He's running on the platform of universal basic income. That's his main shtick, um, which is $1,000 a month for every U.S. citizen above the age of 18. It might sound ridiculous to you if you've never heard it, but there's a lot of uh, mathematics and, and data behind it that that explain that it's it might actually be one of the few solutions we have over the next 10, 15, 20, 50 years to deal with the, the, the disruption that technology is going to you know, inject into our, our capitalism. So um, he's a really smart guy, smarter than anyone else I've noticed on the Democratic side. Um, he's a genuine guy. Um, he's uh, the son of immigrants. His average donation is $11. A lot of cues that tell me people are noticing he, he's, he's the real deal. So I really hope he, he gains popularity. He will be on the Democratic debate stage in uh, June. So look out for him. Check out this episode. Maybe you can... Uh, check out his website or I'll post some links to interviews and whatnot in my in the blog post that goes along with this episode. Uh, yeah, so just check him out. We drink craft beer. We figured that's the best way to analyze politics. Um, let's see, anything else? Yeah, before the episode starts, just wanted to give a thanks to our Patreon supporters. Uh, you know, those donations help us keep this thing going, helps us devote time and energy to make the podcast, edit the podcast, keep it hosted on a website, all that stuff. So do consider supporting us on there for as little as $1 an episode, never more than $4 a month. And it uh, helps us keep the lights on, helps us devote more time, which means more quality with the podcast. Uh, with that being said, I think that's all I have to say. See you in the tank. Attention humans, this is a thunk tank. Please insert this podcast directly into your nearest orifice for viewing pleasure. Okay, you ready? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Thunk Tank. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Welcome, come into our, come into our Thunk Tank. Luke, don't switch to the other peanuts. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Come in the tank. We're thinking. And we're thinking. <laughs> and we're thunked. And we're thunked. Oh my god, I'm probably more beer than man if we go far enough back at this point. And I'm going on this end, so welcome to the Thunk Tank. Welcome, welcome. And, very uh, exciting episode. Welcome, today. Andrew Yang. It's very nice for you, of you to come on, and, I am so and hopefully we can get into the issues. I'm so excited we were able to get Mr. Yang here. Thank you for coming, Mr. Yang. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can you hear us? Great stuff. Are you guys coming in? Yeah. He looks like the, looks yeah. like we lost him actually. The, uh, the connection dropped. Well, well, 
All right, so um, uh, that's a shame. We'll have our we'll have our team try to get him back, but we just well we, let, let's start by introducing him. Yeah, let's start talking, talking about him, him and yeah. if he calls in, yeah, we we'll start the topic. Take the yeah, call. We'll, yeah, we'll start the topic and then he'll he'll phone in at a certain point. So uh, st- stick with us. You know, stay tuned. We'll we'll get there. Just hang in there. So when did you guys yeah. first become? Actually, let's do beer first. <laughs> when we're as we're waiting for get him to out, call get back that in. Out of the way. Oh, that's a good idea. Was yeah. he skyping or was he on the telephone? Whatever we need, he said. All right. Yeah. So that's anyways. What are you drinking, Johnny? I am drinking a beer from the brewery I work for, uh, Joy Mongers Brewing Company in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, I'm drinking their Belgian Blondale right now, which is just a really nice blonde. It's not like overly like sweet, and it's really smooth, dangerously smooth at seven percent. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I've ever mentioned what brewery I actually work for specifically. But yeah, that's a big I'm moving in a couple of months. As like, what are they gonna do? Fire me? It's like how it took us a year to admit yeah. that you live in North Carolina. Yeah, why were we so secretive about that? What, I just imagine like ISIS would show up at my door or something. <laughs> or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a public person. I figured <laughs> yeah. you keep it hidden, and then I was like, oh, but we're talking. About I feel much it more peaceful at home if I don't think anyone yeah. knows who I am or where I live. Well, this is this is the end. We're phasing out. It's our, like zebras wanting to blend in to yeah. the pack. You know, we're moving. We're opening. Up yeah, a, a Western not satellite not studio, a though. A West Coast. Yeah, studio. yeah, we're getting a we're getting yeah. a West Coast studio. Johnny's moving so, to Portland, Oregon. Great brewery located in Greensboro, North Carolina. They have a, a, a another location in Winston Salem, their Barrel Hall, where they do all the North Carolina, where they barrel all, age all their beers, and they do the blonde a lot, and it, it's in like wine barrels and uh, with mix it with Brett beer, Brett and Amicey's beers. And it's just a really good solid base beer to do that with, nice. and. Uh, it was a nice day, and I felt like a, a strong, refreshing Belgian Blondale. They don't mess around in Belgium. Their their blondes are like six, seven. Yeah, you said 8% that one's alcohol. That that's one's really seven, tall. Se- this one's seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. And American blondes are like four or five, and this is smoother than Inches? Some American uh, what blondes. What do we? Anyways, oh, ABV. So, sorry. See what I did? I made the beer joke blonde. Am I talking about women or beer? You get it? I hate that joke. <laughs> I hate that. Can I get a blonde and maybe a couple of redheads? No, you can't. Get out of my bar. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. Actually, the funny. last call already happened. So that'd sorry. Be a, that'd be a great uh, uh, like bar sort of theme or just gimmick where it's if you tell the bartender a joke and he is not satisfied, it it says like specifies it get when out. you come in or something. Yeah, bad jokes must must leave, and then you can say that. Is that a thing? Or assholes charged extra? Yeah, well, exactly. Talk Isn't that a like, debate? Like, can you can you deny service to anybody for any reason? That's that's a political no, debate, and that's what this episode is no, really going to be about. This this is a what Andrew Yang is all about. I know, but you I can't. There are true. a bunch of protections, but it's not. A, he's not. <laughs> but there are reasons. Like, you could say, you know what? I don't like you. I refuse to serve you. And as long as it's not for a reason that's protected, you can theoretically do that. Like most businesses have a sign that says we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. Well, that happened uh, right around the corner yeah. here recently. Did you hear about I that? I know. I saw the, that. That college student. Now, Mike, a, a college student tried to enter a bar and this bar has a policy that from 10 p.m. on because it turns into a club and it often yeah. has lots of drunk fights and it's in the dark and oh, it all has that a shit. lot of strange things go on. They say they, no yeah. hats because they want everybody's face to be clearly visible to the security cameras. They um, want to know if they kicked you out already and you got back in. They would need to things be able like to that. You. But of course, yeah. somebody came with a religious um, wrapping. Uh, what do they call it? It was. Did you see the picture? It was like it, it was. It was a little bit different than what I would have recognized. Was as he like Sikh? A, Sikh, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. And, yeah. I forget what the specific. And word they is, said, "Oh, we have like a no hat policy." 
and he was like, well, I, I can't take this off. Like, it's my religion or whatever. And then... It's a whole thing. Oh, I don't know how it went down, literally. With, it was a bouncer that was, like, you know, not letting this person in. Well, apparently in. he tried to get in again, and they refused him again, and then... Here's the real question. Start, if know, somebody had a Make out. America Great Again hat on, are they getting in? Probably not. Probably not, right? Probably not. But that's a problem if they do. Really? <laughs> I think they would. No, I think a, a bar like that that's that that strict. What if they say I it's think my they really religion? do have a policy? <laughs> what make America well, that, great again? Well, that that's where it gets tricky. <laughs> like, is a religion something that has to be uh, codified exactly as a religion? Or, anyways, we're drinking green by Treehouse guys, Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the fantastic, math hats he terrific wears? beer? The Andrew who? Yang wears. He wears hats that say math in them instead of MAGA, and it stands for Make America Think Harder. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it's such a great so, response to the, the 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 vapid MAGA claim. So th- like, what do you mean great again? Ooh, that's that's so a good vague. word, vapid. I like that. Here's what I like well most done. about Andrew too. Yang, and Johnny hopefully I can tell this to him if he if he finally calls in. But oh, he he just he, t- he just texted me. He's, what did he, he say? said he's trying to get through. Is he on the road or something? I, I'm gonna work on it with him. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna coordinate with him to figure right. that out. If Joe's a little quiet in this conversation, yeah. he's doing. He's yeah. He said something. Something Andrew about a, on the he line. He said something about a problem with automation, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The call center we called about our telecom <laughs> system is, is just a bad robot. Couldn't get a person. So uh, my yeah, favorite um, thing about Andrew Yang <laughs> is my stoner. All right. Like, before version. you dive into it, let's introduce uh, the the guy a little bit. I am. I'm about to. With, I'm about to with one sentence. Are you though? There's an Asian guy running for president who wants to give everyone a thousand bucks a month. Is that what he said himself? That's his tagline for himself. And I thought that would be my tagline for him regardless like or me if I were him. Yeah. I would like to think that that gets the gist of it. No Asian guys ever run for president and no one as far as I know has run for president on the platform of everyone gets a thousand bucks a month. No one seriously at least. Not to say yeah, he isn't serious. It, well, not to say that. So we should. I, re- I really want to dive into UBI because there are. I like the idea of universal I see basic there are income. A lot of problems with it too. What? Oh, I was just saying universal basic income for anyone who hasn't heard the the term. Oh, sorry. UBI. Yeah, UBI. We'll, we'll we'll get into that. But the, uh, just the other tagline he uses that I think is even though he's like an outlier at like two percent right now. I, I think, think he's he at three has a actually in the Democratic field. Is he points out that. Pretty much every elect presidential election in recent history has been a reaction to move in the opposite direction of the last president. Yeah, and then he says, "Well, I don't know what the opposite of Donald Trump is, but an Asian guy who likes math is probably that." Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> and close. it's like, yeah, that's not none of that yeah. describes him. So it's it's a good start. Yeah, but yeah Donald let's, Trump let's is not Asian, his... and I have to assume he doesn't like math. Just by, <laughs> you know, if you like math, you probably have a very nice gra- grasp on logic. You know, yeah, like basic structure of whatever and if donald trump is good in any respect it would be pretend he never talks and just look at the results of the economy or something you might guess somebody might be doing something good yeah but considering you know just watching one speech of his i i am just sickened again i've heard people point to the economy and and say look at all these things that are better you know isn't that a good thing trump did I kind of think I don't care because I'm so disturbed by seeing just how much he can't talk and think Yeah, that none of that matters so much. Also, at what expense, too? People point out the obvious, okay, there's more jobs or there's lower unemployment or whatever. Or, yeah, we have a yeah. $22 trillion debt. This is not so sustainable. This is, this is what I like about – because we've done the Bash Trump episode. Yeah, it's already. actually not This working. is what I like about Andrew Yang is – 
his response isn't what's the the good sounding polls well political answer. He goes, well, let me like look at the numbers and stuff. He's very I'll pragmatic. Just try to explain yeah. that because you know it's easier to convince people you're right if you're actually right. You know that seems to be his yeah. approach. And his approach is um, very um, unemotional and like none of the anger emotions, none of the you know just attacking emotions. But it's, it's, emo- it's, emo- it's very. there's emotion in the way bef- he's very before- he's just very positive. Right. He, yeah, he's an easygoing guy. He comes across that yeah. way, which is what everyone loved about Obama. Like he, he wants to, to help your people. pants time in 07, 08, <laughs> and he was just like had that calm. Although, did Obama ever say that. the f word? Because uh, uh, I've heard Andrew but, Yang say the f word many times. Yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's very, but, it feels very real. Yeah, it's very refreshing. The, the current president <laughs> said, "Grab him by the pussy." So you know, it's all all the rules. That's rule, a different kind of cursing, are, though. Are over I mean, all bets are off. Now. Like if like what, the <laughs> but, way Andrew Yang says the f word is not like I want to fuck that girl. It's like yeah. let's fucking no, I know, do I'm this. I'm just saying all all the etiquette rules and stuff, like all the weird shit that like the English royalty still follow. All those things that we had enshrined here, they're out the post Trump. That stuff's all changed, and that might be a good thing you but know it's like it we don't be, have to be I, fake what, character I, politicians anymore i just want to say because i like that yang is like knowledge based and look at the numbers is he, when he because he actually goes on fox news all the time and will like you know take them calling him a socialist and bashing him and misrepresenting him just so he can have a chance to present his case well they actually have says, pretty good conversations <laughs> that, all his fox news ones and, have been mostly pretty decent right and and that's when they always throw at him the economy's great right now and you're you're a businessman you're trying to say you can do better than this businessman who is more successful than you and the economy's great and he goes yeah it's it's propped up by a tax cut which yeah, it, it it's a temporary thing because you're not cutting. Yeah, we haven't cut yeah. any services really. Right. We cut taxes for everybody. Uh, it's better for the rich than the the poor, but like everyone's got cut a little bit, and then you didn't cut any of the spending. So yeah, that's going to boost the economy because you're still pumping money into. And it, it doesn't elsewhere. address the fact, like his main platform, which is that most of the jobs in America will be automated within the next five to ten years. And yeah. it's like, what are we going to do yeah. about that before it happens? So let's say, for example, retail is the most common job, I think. 30% of malls are projected to be closed by the by the next four years, within the next four years. Because Amazon is so, just, you know, you can do everything on Amazon that you is, can do at a mall. The first question Except is, should we do something before it happens? You said we before it happens. A lot of people would say we should wait until it happens and then react to until it. like way too many people are out of work because yeah, you don't know that'll happen what if it creates a bunch of new jobs you know drone repair services or some bullshit that people this won't is, there I be don't drones will, to repair the drones well well that's his point is Eventually. that it's better to be proactive and try to address it now than to wait and all of a sudden wake up one day and realize i mean the example that he he gives a lot that i've heard of is what's going to happen with self-driving cars, particularly with self-driving trucks, right? Where yeah. all of a sudden it's going to happen in stages, right? Where this company decides, okay, we're going to buy you know, a fleet from Tesla, right? And that's going to automate away 70,000 truck driver jobs. That's not the end of the world in that moment, but then another company does it and another company does it. And then all of a sudden five years go by it's a 10 year 15 year problem especially the driving thing is going to be trickier than other things so his point is like it's not like an apocalypse that you wake up and it's just like oh nobody has jobs all of a sudden it's actually something they can all of a sudden you realize is is a huge problem when maybe it's it's when you're going over the question is like what is yeah what is too late exactly right and his his argument that i hear he makes about ubi is along the lines of well worst case scenario we get ahead of the problem because and i think he's probably right 
in in some sense that we're gonna have UBI eventually. It's well, gonna have to happen, right? A few of the things. Should we just get into UBI uh, right no, now? We could go into dystopia instead. Why not? <laughs> I mean, nothing I, stopping it. But isn't that Johnny? Isn't that that? Because I remember, I think you were the one who first intro, uh, who introduced me to to Yang, and I remember you mentioning UBI, and he was the the first person that I know of who's been taken seriously in terms of proposing it. But I mean, I mean, isn't that essentially? I mean, that's his main platform, right? It's that yeah. Um, that's his. That's his main campaign yeah. promise. He and calls it the said freedom I dividend. Won't be able to get it done till yeah. the second term, but like it's the long term goal to address the automation problem. And and he points to it directly as what caused or what uh, helped Donald Trump win an election against all these projections. That's which, one of the best explanations right. I've yeah. I've heard about why Trump won. Like the racism yeah. example, which is like all these racist asleep people woke up and decided to vote. That doesn't really make much sense. There's no there's no proof or indication of that. Not to say that Trump and, doesn't and have even, racist even elements to not, him and, and his his. Even if they don't do view themselves him. as racist, they think I don't have like I don't hold any hateful feelings against people based on skin color or whatever. But because of of the fat cats on Wall Street, the Mexicans are taking my jobs. Like a lot of, I'm sure he sold a lot of people on that. Right, so right. No, it's because of the fat cats on Wall Street funding venture capitaling in Silicon Valley. The computers are taking your jobs. Right, and that's yeah. a hard sell that of itself. Well, you can't blame anyone. Though. It's like, wait, this is just the way it is, cause. I mean, people are calling but the just automation to convince thing people the fourth that the automation wave revolution. is happening. And, and I think he uses the trucks as an example because it's uh, it is slower. It's going to be more difficult than other things. But if they can automate away something as complex as driving an eighteen wheeler, yeah, they, they can do it. They can definitely get rid of your all-state agent, and you know, the, oh, the, the first thing the to go will that, be call centers, right? Well, the, those are accounting. they're already going. They've already been right. Been I mean, it's a transition yeah. thing. So, like any grocery yeah. store has self checkout and a, yeah. a few humans. And then there's always one human looking over the self-checkout, right? Which is a shame because those are shitty jobs kind of to begin with. Well, that's the right? ones that go first, that, that there's not complexity like truck driving. It's just yeah. like, you know, but that's the, that's check the, someone out of a store. And, and that's the sad thing is that more and more I feel like because other jobs have been automated away, the types of people who I've, I feel like when I was a kid, we would see other kids working at grocery stores. You would see high school kids and college kids, which you still see today. Yeah. But I feel much more... You see a lot more adults, though. It's mostly, I would say, 50, 60, 70, people sometimes that year old been, women. People that have been yeah forced back yeah. out and then back into the workforce. Right, exactly. And these and, are, and, these are and, great and jobs Trump's record with, unemployment levels don't account for that. The severely underemployed, where it's like, yeah. underemployed, I used to make yes, a salary right, yeah. and had a mortgage payment. Now I crash on my... My my you know my my sister's couch and I can barely afford my share of the rent even though I right. work full time and right. this is what's definitely been a yeah. shift to shit. Well, this is what this is what Yang points economy. out too about automation, which is a big uh, part of the premise of of UBI and why I I mean I think he's right to say that it's essentially inevitable, but it's this idea that Judgment Day is inevitable. <laughs> you you do have you do have more wealth creation like the creation of more wealth, but it's it is being concentrated in fewer and fewer hands. Right, that's sort of the main premise of like what's happening with automation where all of a sudden, yeah, these, these companies are turning huger and huger of profits, but th there's fewer yeah, it's, jobs it's, actually paying it's, out yeah. that those dividends. Right. It's all so, about the distribution of the wealth. And if a, a company is set up so that 90% of the wealth 
goes to the company and shareholders and you employ the fewest humans possible, yeah, it's going to have a long term. Even if that company can do it in a profitable way, if every one of them does it, which they're going to, you don't have a customer base anymore. Yeah. It's like a weird a tragedy job. of the commons in so, that sense, right? It well, is. It, so you have to pump yeah, money survival. into the system somewhere. Well, customers are your and, shared resource, essentially, right? You, yeah. you want to compete for them, but if you become so efficient that you don't even have you have a shell of a company compared to how many people you used to employ it's it, i i mean that does make sense that that could be a problem one day cuz i think what he points out too like you were saying too about whatever this is called the next you know wave of oh, industrialization the fourth industrial the fourth, revolution yeah yeah it's 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 going to be very different it's not like oh we went from horses to cars guess what you need an entire factory of people to put cars together right. still right yeah yeah, yeah you lost, that, that, like that's the makers. argument for this. Yeah, exactly. And that's the argument for this, but uh, it's it's harder to believe because why would you ever need to hire humans? Like our system is so geared that that's a system that was like, yeah, get more workers, ship them over from Ireland, and give them free land. Like we need more workers, yeah, we, we need, need labor, more bodies, yeah. and it's going in the opposite way now. But it's really the same because the other industrial revolution. What was government's role in that? It was being captured, regulatorily captured by the businesses to, so, to you know, help them increase profits. But at the same time, the people try to get the government to push back to make sure they get their fair share out of all this prosperity. So traditionally in the 20th century, what is that? Guaranteeing jobs, good paying jobs, making companies give medical benefits and treat their employees right, like, with yeah. rights and stuff. Like things that basically you, we want them to do now, but on like a more nebulous like societal level. So I think that's why it's a harder sell. But And that's why everyone, including me, when I first heard it, someone described it, I was like, fuck that. That's bullshit. You can just give money away. It's stupid. And then you hear about it and you think of the alternatives of how to how to keep the money moving in our economy so that it doesn't just seize up one day. Yeah. You know, it, it's because a lot of that's just yeah. about the speed of the money moving. So if you spread it out, like you give a billionaire another million dollars, if he spends it, it loses its value. The weight of that money, when it's gathered together, you lose it if you spread it out too much. So, like, also, I'm never the idea is that a billionaire my, my with another million, million dollars doesn't spend all that million. Whereas if you give a million, yeah, what is that, a thousand thousands? If you give a thousand people a thousand dollars out of that They'll million, they'll probably in the spend same it on town. groceries and. On shit around town, yeah, and, and it's like, oh, of course, some people are going to spend it on whiskey and cigarettes and hookers, but good. you know, whatever, I, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's ironically sort of, I, you know, and it's funny because even I've seen when he's asked this question, he's he kind of goes, uh, yeah, I don't know, that's a good question, which I think is a great angle because it's like, well, he's very I, honest. I, I have he's, an inclination yeah. towards freedom. Yeah, he's right? well, he's he's very straightforward <laughs> because basically part of his. His premise with UBI is that, okay, we'll give you $1,000 a month, but you forfeit these other benefits. Uh, well, if you're on welfare yeah, you, already, yeah, you, get, you, you have disability. to choose. Yeah, you would have to choose. If you get $800 right? probably, on welfare a month, you'll get $200 more from the freedom dividend. Right. Which, but, I but mean, if by the same people, token, if you, you can, blow you that get, money, you were going to blow it anyways, whether or not the government was holding you accountable anyways, which is kind of his point, too. Right, but I think that's why in, people are so in, confused about him. It's like, are you a libertarian? Yeah. Are you a socialist? No, he calls like, himself a human, a capitalist humanist, or something. Well, I think he's a, he's a There's he's a, a pragmatic person, is what it comes down to, right? He's, he says he's a humanist capitalist. He wants capitalism yeah. where instead of instead of numbers and dollars, we we drive it by like human factors. Yeah, which is like a noble thing. But like instead of that, GDP, you know, not, really, that you have some measure of the economy that includes are people yeah. actually There's, surviving. 
Or are they happy? There's one country that happy? does that. Which they're not. Uh, B- Bhutan in Asia is a really interesting, progressive little country. Like, the, I think the law is the majority of the country has to be untouched, like forest, at any given time. And it's really tiny, so that's hard for them to do. But they use gross national happiness instead of gross domestic product because they're, they, they yeah. get a lot of, I think, uh, they, there's like a bunch of temples there. I think they get a lot of tourism from the area. So they're able to have an economy yeah. based and, and on that. And have they been to the moon? Ideal. Have they been to the moon? How many times have, have they? Do they have the rovers moon? on Mars? Yeah, that's what I thought. No, but they're probably a lot happier than you. I mean, it's <laughs> is not that your the point rover. of life, yeah, yeah, Johnny? Happiness, yeah, yeah, really? Luke, I didn't get to ride a rover on the moon. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's not the SS Luke on the moon <laughs> riding uh, yes, around. Yes, it is. I'm part there. My, I pay taxes every year. Although, did you hear? Trump? I get all but the like, money you, I pay in taxes Trump back just, every year. Trump just uh, bounced up NASA's budget by like a billion and a half dollars for space force. He wants to get to no, the moon no, before to the get, end of his second term. Moon, yeah, by twenty. What is it? Twenty. He wants his name attached to like we went to the end of his twenty. I got no problem term. with that. Fuck it. Yeah, we he, should. He be, wants to make the moon great again. We should Mama. be researching. Isn't it like an all? It's like an all woman space force though, right? Like, isn't that the project? Huh. Like that, that's that's it's the new moon program. It's I, I haven't yeah, even heard about space it. Honestly. It's called Artemis Make America yeah. go to the moon again. Magma, bam, new hats. <laughs> oh. I, well, I'm very excited for that. For that, <laughs> it's, hey, hey, Frank, yeah, it's me. You know those uh, MAGA hats we ordered? Can you just add one more letter, like for half price? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I told, I, I told you the cool? Trump story. Yeah, yeah. Where, We're gonna strip mine the moon next. Where when I they told him hot liquid metal under there, he, t- he told yeah, okay, cool man. He told. He told some people at NASA that he wanted to get to Mars by the end of his first term, and they just kind of looked at him and said, "They're like, you know, those missions take like years and years and years to plan. Even right? the orbits to line up, right? Yeah. And then he yeah, said, like, they and then he said to them, the right place, but what he said to them was, well, how much would it cost? And they said, it, you can't do it. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. What I'm asking you is if I wrote, gave you a blank check. Yeah. How much money? Yeah, would how it many take? trillions of dollars yeah. would it be? Yeah, he said, I want to build the first said, hotel the on Mars. Budget. He said, "How how much money would it take to get there by the end of my first term?" And and the 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 people claim who were in the room said that the NASA people looked at each other <laughs> for a minute as if to say, "Is he serious?" Like, and should we say a number? Exactly. And then they look back yeah, at Trump. Two and trillion. Say, yes, you can't do it. Like you can't get to Mars within because we don't want to take your years. money and then not do it because you can't do it. That's you what can't we're saying. Do it. Yeah, and he's <laughs> and it'll well, undermine. I, I think yeah, he said NASA he wanted to do it. Institute. They made in the right his call. first term, but I, ideally his first term, and if not by the end of his second term. However, if somebody know. came up to me and said, "Like, hey, man, can you like?" Uh, put a new fence in by 5 p.m. I'll give you a blank check. What 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 will you take? I would just take the check and figure out how to put a fucking fence up. I wouldn't trust that they actually. Yeah, have that's why you're money. not in charge I would of assume NASA. That it's a, <laughs> yeah, I would assume that it's a check that's gonna. It's bounce. also why you're not in charge of building a fence. How many times have you ever gotten that? <laughs> yeah, Lucas. Somebody comes up to you. <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, exactly. I'd go to Home Depot exactly. and just be like, they'd where's, be like, "Do you need help?" I'd be like, "Yes." You'd be like, "Where's the fence?" They would find you walking like, around right, the aisles carrying a post, going, "Mom, yeah, <laughs> mom," just totally lost. Yeah. Trying but to open all the John, fake doors. Johnny, let me ask you this. Some of this before you crack that one? No. All right. <laughs> let me ask you this. <laughs> but because there's problems I, with the UBI because, like, someone that lives near you guys that lives in Section 8 housing, that's worth more than $1,000 a month But it, already. Would you lose that, so you lose getting, that on UBI, though? No, like, no. I mean, no, I'm I, saying they, I don't they think, wouldn't get it then. I don't think those. I think it's just welfare-type oh, things. Yeah, I think it would have to. A lot, a lot of proponents of... 
of uh no that would count i'm pretty sure that's a be- a, f- a federal benefit so i'm well I'm pretty but sure these are the things that that would, would have, have to, to be give up out. that up to get your ubi so there there, there are probably limit cases where i'm not sure what would count as like against your freedom dividend it's a thousand bucks and it gets subtracted so if you get welfare for yeah. two thousand dollars a month you'll obviously opt to just stay on welfare right but his main argument but, is that so many people on welfare never go back to work because they're right. like, I, I don't, one, I don't know if I can work. Two, it's I won't get my disability check right if now. I even attempt to get a part-time job, which I need to survive. So they end up just barely surviving on their welfare, and that just seems like but the you'll safest lose your option. Disabili- you'll lose your disability if you get caught like raking leaves or something. Exactly. Like, well, if you can do you that, you You said you had work. a bad go back. Like, what's up with the leaf but who's, raking? who's going to catch you? Are we really paying people to go around watching people rake leaves? To- yes, yes, I bet they oh, are. Yeah. Because there's so what much disability fraud because there's no other option. But that's what I mean. Like I think that's Are part there of disability point, right? like audit agents out there? Of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like Maybe I'm one. How the how the fuck would you guys know? We're setting up. Com- I could be like commenters. a Nielsen thing. Well, no, like I, I, also, I do the ratings. And usually <laughs> people on disability, they have other health issues and they're very expensive right. for their insurance company. Yeah. So the insurance company will hire a private eye to see if you're faking it so oh, they can sue you and stop right. giving okay. you care even if you are somewhat sick. They can just lose because you're 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 a loss as a client at that point. You're not going to get healthier once you break your back. Like yeah. you're just going to constantly need benefits from them. Right. So if they could find something illegal, you do that's they can can't they can drop you as a client. It's a really fucked up, pervasive system of encouraging people to be like uh you, you know to mm. to to be i don't mean this meanly but to be pathetic like to be as yeah. pathetic as possible well, so he's that's saying that if you, had the, yeah. if you had the option to say you know instead of the 1700 i get on whatever welfare i'm on i'm going to take my thousand dollars and actually get a goddamn job at the grocery store to make up the rest yeah and well, then a lot of you're people, making the a living wage with- and you even have time to think how can i get myself into the next level of the hierarchy. Like maybe I become a manager at the grocery store or maybe I plan no, bro, save up enough money and go gone. back to school to get trained for this thing. It gives you more of that flexibility to examine your life. As people, as they say, like if your leg's but, caught but in a crocodile's you, mouth, you're not thinking about tomorrow. You're thinking about right now. If, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you really can't think ahead to like the level of like, oh, gee, if I go to school for two years, I'll have 10000 in debt, but then I get this job and yeah. pay that. You can't do those equations when you're desperate. But if $1,000 a month in, in Winston-Salem, let's say 2000 you're living with a significant other. 2000 a month in a household here versus San Francisco is hugely different. Like, it's true. It doesn't address the cost here. of living problem. Yeah, you can cover your rent, utilities, and have money left over. So if you're both working, you can do well. So some people say UBI should really be uh, fixed to like in some sort, either the housing for the area or local. I could see it being cost. fixed to location. I wouldn't be against that necessarily. Uh, that gets hairy then, because now people are going to start moving. Play- you know what I mean? Because then, are you really helping mm-hmm. that that town in Mississippi if? Their adjusted UBI is three hundred and twenty dollars a month, and that that doesn't. And let's help make this clear. The, and someone in San policy- Francisco, you're giving them th- four grand a month. It's it's not fair. Then all of a sudden, Yang's proposal at least is fair, and that everyone's entitled to it. And as a dividend, it pays the same amount out. It's a you right as being a U.S. citizen that you get it. Like, yeah. and the point is, if you make person. if you make five million dollars a year, you're getting this thousand dollars a month. If you, you make a thousand dollars a year, you're getting. Actually, you're actually making thirteen thousand dollars a year. Can we cap it though? Is, isn't that silly? If you make a million dollars a year, 
I don't think the government should give so you So I, I had that question. Also, and there's I, so few people making a million dollars or more a year. Like, do we really need to give them that money? Well, th- then the point would be that it doesn't matter. But I think the reason that is once you make it a right, you, you like his argument isn't that this is good for the economy. It's that we should think of this at this point in this economy. It's like a fundamental right. Like you need a basic amount to exist. Well, he also said and it's an it's option. Not clear you don't, that, you don't like, have to accept the money. Like if you make a million dollars a year, you can decline the, the, the $1,000 a month. Oh, you can decline well, no, it. You can yeah, opt no, out. I, I think you you have to. Uh, you might even have to. I don't know how opt it would in. work, but no, you don't have to opt in. I think that's one yeah, of his main it's, arguments. It's opt in. He he, no, he said in. yeah. He said that you don't have to take the money. So I would assume you would when have you to turn, sell something when out. When you turn to take eighteen, the money. you just opt in. That's all. You just have to prove you're a citizen and that you're oh, okay. eighteen. So you would probably have, yeah. You would probably have to security number, birth certificate, yeah, those things. It would be something like that, and you would just you. Would but wanting to just money. cause so rampant say, inflation, if I'm renting, that's the question. That renting, I don't know why anybody some, hasn't asked that. If I'm renting out a bunch of slums, his argument is that everyone's getting the money all at once, so that there'll be more opportunities for competition. Because right, now, because you see someone price gouging, cu- you can go yeah. in and undercut. You can't catch up. That's yeah. not true in a lot of things. Like housing is a very fixed thing. If you rent out the slums in this area of the city, and all of a sudden you know they have more money, and you can just take a big chunk of that, they're still pretty much as desperate as they were before. You know, you're getting a big chunk of that money. You can put the squeeze on them and get like. Does it really yeah. give people enough? Was well, there to, any precedent to give them for the this? freedom to get yes. out of those? Like, have other countries done this? Other like, states, Alaska's had universal basic income for years. Yeah, but how much do they actually yeah. give? Two thousand a month. No, they don't. Yeah, uh, it varies. It, it depends on what does it depend on. It, I forget. I think you get a little more if you have like kids and dependents in the house. I think two thousand. Oh, yeah, you might maximum. get more for dependents, maybe. Two thousand is maybe the maximum. But it's not two thousand a month. It's two thousand. Yeah, I don't a think year. it's that much. Oh, you're right. It's it, was, lot, it was a yearly. It's a lot thing. less yeah. than ours. Well, that's a um, lot less than what he's proposing because that's a that's a much like the two thousand a a a year is nice. That's so good to have. The first thing he'll say when life changing. Yeah, if I had a thousand dollars extra a month. My life would be relatively pretty different. Well, I think that's the point: is our lives would be radically different, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but, but wait a minute. Wouldn't a, a millionaire's be life would be AC? no different. Wouldn't all the poor people that don't afford air? Like I live in the South, and the mark of of if you're living comfortably is if you can afford air conditioning. If you're so broke that you don't have AC in your house, that's what I consider to be poor here because it's a hundred fucking mm. degrees in your city. Yeah, sitting, you're miserable you if you don't have AC. On. Nobody would not spend money on that unless they couldn't. Even my, an alcoholic would like buy the air conditioner before they buy more bottles. Right. Yeah. So because you don't enjoy being so an alcoholic, you're out. so hot. <laughs> everybody goes. Let's say everybody now goes out and says, "I could buy a window unit for six hundred bucks, and I can afford to run the electricity now to have AC. We have AC now. Yeah. That puts a huge strain on the electric company. There's so many more people pulling power. They're going to have to increase and charge more. So now everyone's power bill is going to go up. Right. Like, it, it, wouldn't there be a lot of like terrible cascading events like well, that? Well, yeah, that's ju- just a little that's random. That's just a different one type of we inflation. Thought of. It's a different type of or like inflation. car companies will just start charging way more for but cars. That's the thing they too, all is, do it at the same time. Well, that's the fundamental problem with how that exists short term is that the idea that oh, it would be great if everybody could afford a car doesn't work because there's not enough infrastructure for that. You can't to have make cars for everybody. If yeah, everyone had a car, no city car. would be able to move at all. Wouldn't be able to function exactly. Yeah. So, it, and and the longer term goals are ways to deal with that. If you start to get into real, not even that speculative of territory, but even stuff that 
somebody like Elon Musk is trying to do, right? Which is build these tunnels because it is along the lines of this realization that there is a scarcity of of uh, availability of transport in that sense. You can't have more people drive cars in a lot of places. There's already it's already inundated, right? So I think to a certain extent there's there's like short short-term benefits, but then in terms of like long-term dealing with it, I think you're right, Johnny. Inflation well, he, sort he of said it staggers. It will, it will, it will, the, the, the freedom dividend will start at $1,000 a month, but it will increase it will with have inflation. To, it will have to increase, yeah, exactly. To ch- and then the other complexities it, yeah. of how a, an economy, yeah. a complex economy works, like I don't fucking know really what's going on, and I challenge anyone that well, feels like they have a strong opinion on anything about the economy. Yeah. Like, what do you know? <laughs> Are you an economist? Great. Then well, t- teach me something. We, I have an opinion. We know you believe the plebeians shouldn't have opinions, Luke, in your ivory fucking tower. I, 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 I did a whole episode, episode on All it I can say defense. is when I see like candidates talk, like I've seen yeah. a lot of the uh, Democratic candidates, which there is like, He watches a lot many. of YouTube, Johnny, so you should probably shut the fuck up and listen to what Pretty much an expert. Yeah. I have an internet connection yeah um isn't that also the nightmarish version is people just start living on ubi but they can't buy anything with it anymore because it's just so undervalued and everyone has access to it so it's just scarcity for availability i'm gonna have the non-cynical and then we just sit on our phones and we just play in our virtual world all day while the world melts i mean it could turn into like the the wally movie where they show all the fat people in the wheelchairs yeah do you know who nailed it all inclusive 60 70 years ago kurt vonnegut player piano yeah exactly yeah, exactly what I wanted to talk about the Reeks and Rex. I didn't know when to bring them up. You can bring them up. How now, about this? I think, it, I think it fits into that. Is UBI. I'm going to grab a beer while you while you talk about that book real quick. Can I have my non cynical view though of like maybe people will actually find a um, when they have the time and the space that a universal basic income can provide. Like they're not just always immediately worried about their next paycheck and oh. making like maybe well, so this is what this is part I, of his i want to submit that i want to put a faith in the general quality that human beings on the whole not everyone but human beings on the majority will will move their life in a more positive direction when they have well that's his whole premise freedom de- dividend and that's what he talks about where if you look at the increased rates oh johnny of, we just we just dr- poured a new beer too like met, uh, methamphetamines and well, yeah exactly it, it, well it's along the lines well, of if the, you look this at is what all player the, piano gets into if you look as at well. theta, it's sort of like this this lack of purpose and and this dep- underlying depression of well, meaninglessness he, even if i do have a job because the government says like well you guys dig holes and you guys fill them in and You'll be paid well for it because if you know your job is not leading to anything, isn't that what Bernie's still talking about? The guaranteed job, <laughs> the guaranteed is employment. I benefit no, no. This it? is. I mean, you could think of it that way conceptually, but at least how he markets it and conceives of it himself is that this is a right as of citizenship, no, just no, no, like no. you have. Talk about Bernie. I said Bernie oh. is pushing guaranteed work in, instead of giving money. Which oh, to I me see. It sounds like actual socialism. Well, that, it, yeah, that sounds the like government the creating from fake corporations. Yeah. I think it's a silly thing to say. Out, if so. you think people need money, then give them money. If you think they need work, then you money, know. please. <laughs> I also like how how Yang, for the record, he I've heard him state that he calls it. I think somebody asked him. They said, "Well, why don't you call it?" whatever universal else. basic income or, yeah or, or I, whatever I just, I and, like and he said of, i call it i call yeah. it the freedom de- dividend he said well because it pulls better yeah he's and like yeah I'm, I'm a math guy he's very pragmatic and he says yeah it's it's better it, he's he said he's he people goes, always he goes, say yeah, ubi to him and he corrects them he's yeah, like he goes, freedom dividend he goes yeah it's better branding <laughs> and that's that's what i, I th- yeah. that's what really stands out to me yeah. about him and he said too i think it was um it might have been when he was on joe rogan and they asked him uh joe asked him do you think you can really win 
and he started breaking down the numbers of the Iowa caucus. And he said, yeah, so I'm not really concerned with whether or not I, I can win. I'm concerned with whether or not I can convince, I forget what the number was. I think it was 60,000 Iowans that they won $1,000 a month because that's the first step. That's the first thing yeah. he has to and, do and in order to You know to what's so like, clever and, about and this thing? That's, that's so smart, though. It's right? not talking in theory to it's people. It's not like, it's do not you in, believe people should work for their thing or lift yourself up by yeah, your bootstrap? It's not as it's shitty like, as do you want a thousand bucks a month? Like, yeah, I'm trying to buy votes. Here's here's a thousand bucks. Because it's really, he's saying, it's it could seem like that on the surface, but it's the idea of instead of addressing problems with like, all right, well, let's come up with the most punitive thing to try to punish people to, to keep the costs low, and it gets carried away anyways because it'll become a, you know, it just happens with a lot of pro government programs. Or, like, let's just have an approach of incentivizing people to do better. And, I, like, the, I was reading, I've been reading about other people that have, like, professors and stuff. I wish I had stuff actually citable here, but I'm an idiot. Just so make it up. But other people that uh, <laughs> also have, works. Uh, pro are proponents for a UBI... And like one idea I read, which sounded really interesting, is so at eighteen you get a thousand a month, but if you go to school they'll give you two thousand a month. Oh, so or make, if you make, go to uh, yeah. if you go to work for a volunteer for a governmental organization, like if you join the Peace Corps, you'll get extra. Mm. You know, make incentives or, or, in, in so, various directions. Right. Yeah. Or if you go into like, let's look at the top ten like least underemployed fields. If you go into those, we might, or you know, if you go whatever, you if you can go manipulate into medicine, a type like of medical the decisions people make. But doesn't yeah, people we'll would argue the more. free market does that already, right? If Google really needed like the yeah. best computer programmers to be coming up from schools, they would make that a career path that's obvious to choose because you get a million dollars a not year. Not always, though. Or whatever. You, you, if the schools just suck, there's not an environment for. There was a big demand a for clockmakers in the 1600s, and just that nobody knew how to do it. They all sucked at it. And dying yeah, because most people were dying. Yeah, dying it. of smallpox. Yeah, it, <laughs> countries would make the, what was plots. the longitude prize in England? It was like a ten thousand, fifty thousand pounds too, or something, which was like millions and millions of. Then, like nobody gave that much money to an individual. Well, that's but what the country does, of yeah. England was Google, like. This Google is valuable does that with enough. the X Prize. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same kind Peter of like, idea, but great guy. And there's still no easy way to get to the X Prize. Get to Mars. You could just say that whenever somebody mentions the name, you don't. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Samuel Johnny, Jackson, what's your new guy. beer? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So beer call. Sorry, uh, I saw you got Chase. a beer, but I also see you drinking a Miller Lite, so I'm confused. Uh, isn't that the new beer? Well, I was saving the beer to be introduced. The Miller Lite's just because I'm thirsty. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> That's your water hold, beer. Hold on. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it, it dropped again. Dang. I, I, we oh, was he had, calling still in? Yeah, he's trying to phone in. Let me, let me check. He's the, on the road. He's in a car. He's probably you know, he's, with shitty cell he's, service. It, he's on one of these robo call centers again. So I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm we'll gonna keep text trying, him yeah. folks. Hang okay. in there. We're gonna get Andrew yeah. on before this episode yeah. ends. Yeah, he, he's driving. <laughs> yeah, he's driving a, a self-driving car. It's it's very problematic. All right, what are you drinking, Johnny? Uh, um, so Chase actually brought these last week, and instead of saving them for when he comes on again, I'm just gonna drink them because it's a really good beer. And Fair fun. enough. <laughs> it's a uh, Three Floyd's Four. Zombie Dust. This is their big IPA release. They do. Have you guys ever had Zombie Dust? Yes. Is that, is that Foothills? Wait. No, it's Three Floyds from Munster, Indiana. They're a pretty big brewery in the craft beer world. They just recently uh, like doubled their size, so they're starting to push uh, distribution in a lot more states. I bet you guys start seeing them in New York eventually. Cool. Uh, but Zombie Dust was like their famous IPA they do. It's like 7 or 8%, I forget now. But the artwork's incredible, and it's just like a real – it's one of the, like the, one of the early on real dank 
like a hoppy beers that was traded and like i the only ones i've gotten before people brought into the state and i traded rare bottles for mm-hmm. uh but apparently the availability is getting a little bit better nice uh, so that's exciting i got three floyds and you're hydrating before you open that with miller light smart move you want to stay hydrated. Yo, i had to cleanse my palate did you guys see the artwork too actually also, miller light is a great King. palate cleanser oh that's cool it, it really is. It's a nice, light. light, crisp. We'll make our Andrew like Yang episode kind of hammer, uh, picture yeah. the, the, the label for this beer. No, we won't. We really should. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so fucking <laughs> random and awesome. Um, I mean, that probably um, would, would catch We votes. We just cracked I mean, another treehouse beer called I Have Promises to Keep. I went I went up to Massachusetts last week, so picked up some so treehouse. This is um, American Pale Ale. They do like, he does, the, one of the brewers there does a beer every year like as an anniversary to his like wife um and we've had in perpetuity that was one of them oh really and this is a version of that it's a 7.9 percent uh american pale ale apparently pale ales can they be that high percentage johnny they are now what percent (sighs) 7.9 pale ale i don't think i'd call it a pale ale but their ipas aren't really ipas either there's something different right I mean, they're good. Um, they they call their beer whatever they want, you know. Oh wait, yeah, now they're calling it a double beer. IPA in the description. <laughs> All right, that's. Yeah, oh, that sorry, I read the paragraph sense. wrong. He's saying in 2014 I brewed a pale ale and then I started messing with it and messing with it and now I got this double IPA. Yeah, it's listed um, as double. Brewed with copious doses of Nelson and Citra in both kettle and dry hop. Nice. Um, lots of citrus, sweet nice. grapes, gooseberries. Nice. It is it is very like light. The 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 juice notes are not like punchy it's very like um like yeah, white wine i'm kind of sick of, i'm i'm kind of sick of citra to be honest i think citra, it's yeah yeah it's not my favorite hop anymore I've, I've had way too much of it honestly like at this point like the other beer i'm drinking right now at the same time as this is the 60 minute ipa dogfish <laughs> and and like sometimes after i'm having a lot of crap beer that's like just too hoppy and and, and yeah you and, gotta yeah. even your keel i just quick, like quick this. news in the in the craft beer world, did you hear what happened with Dogfish Head? No. Oh man, they sold to Sam Adams to Boston Brewing Company for three hundred million dollars. They're calling it a merger, but they really sold because it's a bigger, co- you know. What I mean? Yeah. The bigger company ends up taking over, but yeah, yeah. Dogfish Head yeah. is is been acquired. So now it's like, think about it. those. Yeah, you are don't merge two with of the Disney, bigger Mickey East Coast craft you. breweries. They've joined forces now. Yeah. Okay. Bigger in name, at least. But That's yeah, Dogfish crazy. Head is is, is the same as Sam. You know what? You know what's one Sam good thing it. though, Johnny, about all this. Let Let's say even a brewery like three hundred um, million dollars. The guy started it out of college with a fucking loan from the bank. That's what I'm saying. And he just made three hundred million dollars off of what it. What was the one in North Carolina that um, Wicked, Wicked Weed. Weeds? Yeah. So yeah, they, it was a couple hundred million. Yeah. So they they got bought right and. They started as like just a small craft brewery. One of the things I like about craft breweries is it's now almost any real city. There's some kind of what you would call a craft beer scene. And like a city like you live in, Johnny, it's been kind of like growing fast, right? It's like part of the culture now. And I love the idea that as it gets bigger, the, the, the reason people are interested in like the local craft beer vibe goes away. Like I'm not that into going to Blue Point, even though I live pretty close to Blue Point. It's not really Blue Point. I feel like I'm dealing with a, a non-personable thing. It's a corporation now. You would rather go somewhere closer. Where I'm like, hey, George, you're the brewer. How's it going? Yeah, I met you last time. You know time. the guy who made it. So that's, uh, that's, that's the hyper-local movement, and that's where it's all going. 
the, the there's very few breweries that are going to sell for a couple hundred million anymore. And if the, they're you know, Dogfish Head is one of them, obviously. But uh, yeah, like Joymongers is a small brewery. They sell out of their two locations. It's a ten barrel system. They don't even really make enough beer to distribute it. If there's extra. They'll like sell some kegs to the marketplace, but like now that it's nice out, the the Greensboro location, it's in the downtown. There's these new apartment buildings that were built right across the street from it. So people just like go get home from work, like park the car, walk the dog, and just head down to the brewery, have a couple of beers, get some tacos yeah. or whatever was on the truck. Family friendly, and, dog and friendly. That's it, though. But like that's it. The brewery is not trying to get bigger. They're not trying to start canning beers and moving truckloads out the back. Like they're like, let we can make enough money. There's only like you know ten people that work here, uh, you know, twenty people that work in the whole company. Like we can make enough that they all make a good wage, and that's it. We don't have to yeah, if, if do the model where we get so big, infinite we end up growth. Failing. Yeah, and yeah, it was just doomed anyways. And a lot of places are figuring that out. Like oh. Like we're not good at that, anyways. We're beer nerds who make like weird, funky beers. We're not, and we're cool people. people so let's that's what, let's be cool to our community, and they'll be cool to us. Let's lean into that. Yeah, there's probably cool people who don't have that space in life, and this place can be that. And I love that. I can't wait to move somewhere that's like that's a more uh, common thing. Like in in Grand, in in Portland, they have like 150 brew pubs in that city, and it's and it's got the same number of people as the area I live in. We have like a quarter of that or less. Um, yeah, I've and, been to Portland. It's not crowded are, at all. It's 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 got a nice low key vibe in terms of crowd. Right. Yeah. There's only like three quarters of a million people. The area Always a seat I live, on the, the triad bus. Is, let me put it that way. You took the bus there. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The the area of the triad I, mean, I live is while like I was close there. to a million, and we only have a couple dozen breweries, and they have like over a hundred, uh, and a lot of them are little small mom and pop places. And that's great. There's some that like they have a farm out in the country and they grow their own hops and things. And like so that's what people. I want the dankest beer. I want the most local. I want the most sustainable. Like, you do have a lot of choice right now in in beer. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And if you had a thousand dollars a month extra, I think that would help my industry so much. So obviously, I'm dude. Voting for uh, yeah. yeah. So for because example, the people who are comfortable yeah. <laughs> that would just be disposable brewery income. It would let's be. It would be. Bar. Let's let's go, let's go out to the pub three times up. a week. Why not? You know, right? Well, I I usually stay home and eat fucking beans and rice with a piece of boiled chicken to save money. Yeah, but yeah. I don't have to do that. I actually have a I work full time and with the and dividend, I got this extra you know, money. I'm gonna yeah. go get those duck Asian duck tacos I've always wanted, but are eight dollars. So when I'm he gets go asked, get how are you going to pay for this? One of the first answers is this very fact, which is for most people who don't have a lot of money, most people are not making a lot of money in the country. In fact, I, I forget the percentage, but like a disturbing amount is living paycheck to paycheck, you know, meaning if they had one month where they didn't get their paycheck, they're fucked. There's Dude, no. I'm the same way. I'm I exactly the same way. I have a if I had good, one month uh, where I didn't get any money, I'd be like, OK, cool. I'm good for one month. That's it. Yeah. Well, I hope this month is better. or yeah. I'm fucked. Yeah. And, yeah. and so if I That's knew I people. had a guaranteed thousand dollars a month, I would probably be a little bit more flexible with how I use my attention. Like, for example, when I bought a new car in order to help curb that cost, I did Uber driving for a while. One of the things I hated about Uber driving was every time I was driving, I was not doing anything productive towards getting myself to not be an Uber driver. I'm busy not crashing my car. And right. if it's I had a thousand bucks like a, a month. security guard, 
you could study or something. Yeah, I mean, or well, oh yeah, I, if you just had the money. I was making like five hundred bucks a month. Two, I did Uber for two months, basically a little bit in a third month, and I made yeah. like five hundred bucks because um, I did it like. But maybe, isn't the big isn't the big fear of like, let's just use the catch all for this purpose, a conspiracy term of corporate America? Isn't it the, their big fear is like what happens if twenty people get together and they pool their twenty thousand UBI and they go and they buy a piece of farmland and they just live sustainably on a commune. People could check out of the system. We're still giving them money and we're not making any money off of them. Isn't that kind of a nightmarish fear for the capitalist, the narco-capitalist state that is American machinery and business and all that? See, this like, is it, why I, I really wish Andrew's um, you know, cell phone service was working because yeah. like, these are great questions for him. No, seriously, like the the questions he usually gets asked are this. Like you didn't answer that one though. I'm, that's I'm a real get one. There, I'm terrified. I, I'm it. saying he, okay. the, the easy questions are like, that's a lot of money, three hundred and thirty million people, a thousand dollars a month. How are you gonna pay for it? And he's like, first off, Amazon paid zero dollars in taxes, so we'll fix things like that. We'll um uh have have a, cause, a value added tax. Encourage, wouldn't it encourage illegal immigration so much more? Like why? If I have a kid there, my kid will make $1,000 a month. Oh, yeah. All I have to do is, in 20 years, even if they deport me, my kid will be, in, in 20 years, will be 18 years, will be making 1000 a month. They can take care of me. Well, my here, country doesn't have a retirement plan for me, uh, so my chance is to get over the line and pop a kid out. Isn't there, it, wouldn't that cause a huge, encourage a huge, oh, all I have to do is show up and be born there, and you get a share of the dividend? Wouldn't well, you have to reform maybe that would be to, Maybe that would be a change to something like, like he's he's marketing it right now as you're a citizen of a country, you have a right to this. Boom, right? Right, and, but look at so the incentive there. If it became a problem where a bunch of people were like, like flying as a tourist to the United States, having a baby here, which people do, obviously. I know a lot of people, like not directly, but like through people that literally have a vacation for three weeks or four weeks or four months, depending on how rich they are. Um, and hang That's out great. in Florida waiting to have their baby. They have their baby, they settle in, and then they fly back when they can with the baby to whatever country they came from. So now their kid has the citizenship here, yeah. Now, does he get $1,000 a month only if he's living here, or does he get $1,000 a month? I think if you're a citizen... Oh, do expats get it? Yeah, there are a lot of questions, I guess, like that. I, I like think these I'm, would be I'm the more interesting questions votes, to ask but him. I live in Scotland... Or I moved to Canada, but I, I like I have a company that I own in America that I draw profit from. Do I still get to then? One of the but things I think that would be a big concern is is if you make enough money to make a difference in people's lives, is it enough that they could check out of the system and then you're not getting that input back? I actually like that idea. I think it's would that a, be like a bad really thing? Romantic because for the like, economy what, and for the numbers. Well, and what all about that, that community? No, personally, would it, that wouldn't they still be? It's a very Jeffersonian. Would they be spending money have these small in the economy? Decentralized though? farm systems. What? Wouldn't those decentralized farm systems, these little communes of hippies that collected their twenty thousand dollars right. each month, fifty thousand? Let's say fifty people say get 50 together. People. They okay. raise a barn. How are you? How are you feeding fifty people and 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 all the things that would make that commune work? I don't think they're going to self-sustain, even if it's in like a beautiful part of Georgia or some shit. Like they're going to have to be spending money, maybe not as much as what you're saying, because they're all in a commune. They can. There's a lot more, less waste. 
right? Well, yeah, what happens when they just start bartering? We grow a lot of crops. They make a lot of chickens. We kind of just trade back and forth because our, our bills, our tax bills are paid through UBI. So you're, you're picturing you have to like order a seed or equipment. A thousand acre area that. that has like a bunch of different communes that are all just like making just their own little sustain- country. Sustainability is actually bad for capitalism if it's on our level. On a corporate level, it's better. But on the human level, sustainability is, is bad because it means you don't need to keep coming back and buying more shit from them. But I, I personally think it's, it is a great idea. But so uh, because it will affect people being able to make money, isn't that? Although I guess it would be good because if a bunch of the if a bunch of people just fled cities to go live these rural lives, like I'm des- describing, that might help the job market because as jobs dry up, we need people to check out anyways. That's his big claim. Could be partly right? that, yeah. This all comes down to what our boy. Why Eric- can't we just work the land? I want to be a farmer with Wi-Fi and soap <laughs> at the same time. I want to be a farmer with Wi-Fi. That's going. I to wouldn't the front mind of the riding a tractor <laughs> if I had to ride a tractor all day. You know, tilling the fields or whatever, is- <laughs> or milking cows all day. If I can listen to the podcasts while I do it, or watch Netflix on the tractor because it's a self-driving tractor, like why not? I wouldn't mind farming then. If you just have to like work in the fields in the mud with your back bent over all day, that sucks. But if basically I'm a, in charge of my drone slaves, my drone slave drone plantation. Uh, like that Aren't sounds we just great, repeating the it? same mistakes with drones and and robots, and then we'll realize they're people too, and they're like, well, it'll be a whole other cycle. <laughs> I mean, they're robots. Uh, uh, I need to quote Eric Weinstein. Weinstein, sorry, sorry, not the not the Harvey pronunciation, um, uh, because basically this whole thing comes down to the technology thing and capitalism so and dang. you know this beer is maybe so dang. the sorry. socialism capitalism dichotomy is just no longer like the valid uh it's pronounced know, dick out of me sorry the valid cognitive like way to think about this anyways weinstein has said many times that um we never knew that capitalism weinstein. was going to get eaten by its son technology oh i and love that quote it's a great quote because it's like, yeah, technology was born out of capitalism and technology is great and lots of things about capitalism are great, but there's no doubt that what technology is capable of, the the version of capitalism that we're running right now is not capable of, of uh, handling. And I guess lots of people have called it capitalism 2.0. It's sort of like saying we need to add something into the system, whether it's a universal basic income or whatever else to balance th- this radical change that's going to happen from technology. And we're probably only at the very asymptote, like slightly about to bend up part of the curve. All right, Joe, I saw you uh, busy over there on the computer. Did you get Andrew or is he not going to make it? I have uh, dead silence. I mean, we're, right we're you know, we're getting close concerned. to the hour here. So yeah. if we're not hearing anything back, we, we might not be able to get him. I got some beeps and some boops from the other end, but that was about it. Huh. Yeah, that's I don't pretty know good. What to make of that. Uh, well, that's a shame. That we'll I'm still call this here. episode "Conversation with Andrew Yang." I think. I mean, we might be able to get him after. <laughs> we'll definitely get so much more clicks, at least initially, if we say "Conversation <laughs> with Andrew Yang," and then they'll get to fifty-four minutes and realize that we weren't serious about trying to call him. We weren't able. To, well, we weren't able to get him. I mean, like we're, we're no he longer might be serious. On. What did I, think I, I say? said earlier? He might. He might. We might. Oh, he get might him. still. He's Look, trying. We're to gonna. Get we might. Yeah, we might get. Uh, we might you know, still get him. 
We might get Donald Trump on next week. We might. I don't know where he's going to be. Do you? Oh, I mean, our people tell us, uh, basically, if you guys didn't know how Thunk Tank works, I'll give you a quick, like, sum up of the week. Basically, on a Monday, <laughs> I get a call, and they tell me, all right, it looks like we're going to be, uh, you know, show up to the studio Friday at, at 6.30, and uh, we'll have um, Frank in, in our tech area, like, make sure the Skype's working. We get Johnny yeah. on. Um, we have like a green room where we have a bunch of sandwiches and stuff like that. It's all set up for us, ready to go. And then, of course, the the call into Andrew was supposed to happen, but um, I guess it's a cell coverage thing. Robots. Yeah, you know, networks and uh, landlines, yeah. DSL, uh, I mean, coaxial cables. All this. I meant to, I meant play. to tell you guys, like I've been I've been uh, paying the rent for the studio out of my pocket, but. The the twelve dollars of Patreon money is is um. You're gonna pay my rent, bro. <laughs> Word. No, no, in the studio, Joe. In 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 the Thunk Tank studio. UBI. I got news for you. That's that's Yo, what, what I'll do with the UBI. There, I'll 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 what? promote the podcast. <laughs> what are you doing? What's up? What are you doing over there? You, no no luck. No contact. Th- nothing. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Last I heard, he was talking to the call center, but we don't know where that is because mm. it's automated. Hmm. And therein lies the problem. You sure you pronounced it right? You were asking for Andrew Yang. <laughs> how do you pronounce it? I think that's how you say it. So, what do you think of his supporters, though? Because he's been getting shit for the fact that he's oh, getting. It I seems mean, to be the, the the fabled Bernie Bros of the last election seem to be in the Yang gang. Well, so there's that that version of the Yang gang, but he's also been he's criticized pr- as having a lot of the support. libertarian. Have you heard about that, Johnny? What? He's been criticized as having alt-right support. My favorite is Andrew Yeah, Yang I mean, that's silly. ...is a neo-Nazi because he hates robots. That's one I've heard. Really? Yep, because he hates the robots. He also has gotten in trouble with circumcision. Which, Have which you heard is, about that? Which is not anything what he's about. Yeah, yeah he's ben not Shapiro asked him about that. He's like, yeah, he's like, that's weird that that came up. <laughs> it's a weird thing to bring up, but I like that. It shows how he's so not a politician because, like, no politician's going to comment on circumcision because it's inflammatory. Like, why? Who cares? It doesn't get like it. No one's demanding you take a stance on it. But it, it he and he, I think he has said like, I have no, I have nothing against it. Or yeah, he's, like, he had a pretty reasonable response. Reasons like that's why he's like, I just don't believe in it it's like that's totally different than as a poli- i don't think it's a policy platform of him to like ban but, it but then people people accused him of secretly signaling the alt-right that he's like an anti-semitic by saying he's against circumcision which is obviously a big uh, jewish tradition and then he's like yo yeah. what the fuck somebody randomly asked me about circumcision and literally all he said was I don't think we should market it to parents as like a necessary forced medical thing. You don't have to do it. I'm not going to say you can't do it or So here's illegal. the question. What happens to children who are like remanded to the state on birth? Because that that can happen. I think the like default should could... be no circumcision. But but what is it right now? Because if it is circumcision, then I think that's it probably defaults as circumcision because the hospital thinks we'll get more money for it. I Maybe mean, they I, even, I don't know if that's why they do it. They might do well, it they might have their own reason for it, but that's the that's the reason it evolved that way, right? It's probably assumed that it is cleaner and safer because it was before, before the advent of soap and stuff. Before you know? we have showers, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I'm sure it would have been cleaner 150 years ago, but uh, yeah, that was a weird thing. I don't know why he waited into that one, 
But are you circumcised? I don't really care that much. Mine's already mine's already settled. I'm not I'm not getting any procedures on my junk at this point in life. Are well, you circumcised you'll, you'll or find, not? If you come visit me <laughs> oh, and we God. drink enough beer, you'll find out. I am circumcised. But, uh, I'll just say that. Did Johnny threatened to cut. Your All right, neck? breaking news, everyone. Luke <laughs> has been snipped. Luke. Has I'm saying been snipped. like it really doesn't affect me this issue because like I'm n- I'm certainly not going to go back to the hospital. What and be is like, it put culturally more skin like? On there. But the, so the this is all right. Let's it is just a funny dive thing though. TMI part of it since we're talking about foreskins now. Your girlfriend's from a traditionally Muslim country. Let's say isn't that not part of their culture? Aren't they not that big into the circumcision? Yeah, no. Most most. Oh God, I was gonna say most dick. Is she seen. uncomfortable with it? <laughs> are you no, the first? Are that. you the first? I did. Are you the first? Let's say skinhead she's run into, or is um, she not like? The- I, I, a lot I, of I turtlenecks should, before you. No, you, you shouldn't. Know what I'm whatever saying? you're about to say. Um, I well, may have been the first skin. That's not also <laughs> not a thing. That, you that is say. so not the question I asked. But all right then. Did I you may pause have been it? the first non-circumstances. So <laughs> circumstances. Huh? Is he trying to pause the recording? No, I'm I'm playing with a penny. Oh, okay. Yeah. He gets anxious. This is the this kind is of money gold. I move around with. People, oh, by the way, yeah, that's another Andrew Yang thing. He says we should stop making the penny. It costs more than one cent to make this penny. That makes no sense. Literally. Unintended. Uh, ha, ha, ha. It makes negative sense. <laughs> All right. He, uh, there's no such that's thing, a real as, thing a, as a cent. Oh, wait. There's no such thing as a penny. It's a cent. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That was that was like episode that two on. or some shit like that, right? No, yeah, probably like 20, but I still got you bitches hard. Oh. <laughs> 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 Oh, that was Call back to Disney episode. Oh. Yeah, those aren't pennies. Those are holographic mind readers. Oh, don't pick them up. So um, it wouldn't be an Andrew Yang episode without talking about some of the other candidates or like just generally like what's going no, on no, no, no. on the Democratic primary. Andrew side. Yang episode. We'll do, we'll do a Democratic primary episode <laughs> after the first debate. Well, I don't the, let talk me at least ask else. it this way. If you had to vote today and you were picking who the candidate would be, who would you pick? Me personally, I'm sold on Andrew Yang's overall approach, character, integrity, and outlook. So I'd vote for him. Me too. Currently, I'd vote for Mickey. Um, oh. I did hear the three-hour podcast with Tulsi Gabbard, and she was on Joe Rogan's podcast what maybe like the, a week ago. Oh, okay. oh, she was back on because she had been on. I know. About I a didn't hear ago, the right? original one. I heard the new one. Oh, see, I heard and the original one, not the new one. So I do have to say that I have not done nearly as much research about her as I have done about. Andrew Yang. I've listened to like probably 20 hours worth of podcast interviews of Andrew Yang on various podcasts. Jesus. That's a I, lot. I mean, over isn't, the past year and a half. Isn't she really religious, though? Uh, I think she's Hindu. Uh, no, she, I don't think so. Yeah, she's not. She got in a lot of trouble. She got in a lot of trouble for like some gay conversion stuff she did with her dad when she was young. Yeah, when like she was in church. Tulsi? Yeah. She, yeah, she's. I th- I think I read today that she's Hindu, though. I mean, yeah, but that's she's Samoan, and and that's she's really into like the yeah, Aloha but, vibe. Like, but you what know, Johnny just said is what voters think about her, which is why she's never going to win. Well, in right? any case, yeah. I'm saying she was the second most I don't reasonable know person not, that seemed but, like to to my ear at least that when they talked this is why I love Rogan's podcast. It's really hard to be a politician for three well, hours when she on was there. On the first one that she was on with Rogan, I didn't when, hear that one. But well, yeah. when he asked, he actually asked her about, and this was before, I, as far as I know, before uh, before Yang was running, it, UBI came up and he asked her about it, and she said, "Yeah, you know, that's not something I've read enough about." 
Mm-hmm. It, it, she, she and she said there's definitely it's it seems like from what I have read that there's a lot of positives and there's maybe some negatives. And she, all she said was, "Yeah, I have to read more." At least before. that's honest. Yeah, and it's well, com- you compare that to a lot of what's going on, and it's it's a world of difference, right? It, I, and and like you say that that sort of at least is is honest. Right? I think it's there's genuine. a change in in general vibe between the Bidens of the world who are just established politics. They're like they're like fucking virtuosi, you know, like they're like the the classical violinist who plays the concerto perfectly in the political realm. But that might not be working so much. And I think no, 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 they're not. They're not. Donald that. Trump they're changed Bob the Dylan, rules by who, being so fucking just normal. I, no, you know what I mean by normal? Like Joe he's Biden, not performing an act. Well, yeah, much. he's he's unfetteredly horrible. Yeah, he's not hiding. And, that and he's by horrible. being horrible, we did not think he was signaling to us. We thought he was being himself. It's called counter signaling. You're you're more honest to your friends. So like, if I show up mm, at your house, yeah. Joe, well, and, and that's I, what appeals to voters. And you he go seems like, like oh, how's it going? Friend. And I go, ah, go fuck yourself. Like that version of me being more honest is a way for me to be signal to you that we're close friends like i don't even right. have to do the fake oh it's a beautiful day the weather really got warm blah 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 like have you seen frank instead i walk no, in i'm like frank. i fucking hate my job and i crack a beer and like you know like that is what happened today i know <laughs> <laughs> i do hate my job <laughs> fucking hate kids they suck i, uh, I, I if i had a thousand bucks a month half my students wouldn't have a teacher <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a hard line you're taking there. <laughs> All right, so like that, that's a sign that is not great for <laughs> like the share and subscribe. Now we've lost a valuable asset for the kids. And no, I'm going to use my time in a better way. And stone because we gave you free money. Great <laughs> argument for UBI, Luke. <laughs> we don't want to hang out and Skype hey, with my friends. Do we have time for the weed dealers need money too, Johnny. Johnny? Do we have time for a drunk tank? Ah, <clears throat> uh, we can do a quick one. Do you want to do a drunk tank? We we could end this episode and then do a quick drunk tank. And I'll tell you what. If- <laughs> he said a quick drunk tank. <laughs> drunk tank? I think we're there, guys. I think we're it's there. I mean, I got a lot of beer left, so. Yeah. I, I, let's, and let's I'll tell you it. this. If, if Andrew Yang is going to call in, I'd, I'd much tell prefer. You, yeah, we, we, would, like, we should hang out a little longer in case yeah, we hear from him. Yeah, he's definitely. Joe, are you, are you fucking with me? Am I going to speak a real sentence? or Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. I don't know if we're still playing a hang-up game or not, but that was like the worst attempt by joe he he basically pitched forward in his chair and was um ham-handedly scrambling for the mouse let's say for way too long like 30 seconds to be able to hang up first but uh that was our andrew yang episode i hope you liked it if not what do you want from us i'm not running for president i don't know how to package this all to make it sound good we just think he's an interesting guy uh and i think the most interesting on the democratic side of the ticket currently. I haven't looked into everybody, but like I said, I like his before. I like his approach. Um, you know, his, his, his mathematical statistic minded approach of, well, what's the data say? And then work from that. And I think there's a big difference in that, uh, a businessman coming into politics, like a real one, not a Donald Trump type who just is a licensor. He really doesn't run businesses. He licenses and brands his name or whatever. He does, but in my opinion, but um, because in business you have to figure out well, what's the cost, what can we sell, like what are the actual numbers? Not this is a great product that looks great and sounds great. No, no, is it people actually going to buy it? Are we actually going to make money on? Root it in real world results, rather than politicians, career politicians, which all you have to do is keep getting reelected. Whether you did a good job or not, if you're perceived to have done a good job, you get to keep your job and you get reelected, which. 
in our country means, you know, if 40% of the people, the people go out and vote voting age people and you get half of that vote, it's like you get 22% of the country, 23% of the country that you have to win over or your local area or constituents. So that's a way different than, you know, trying to get a winning market. So it is a, a different, I think, approach rather than what's the broadest, lowest common denominator net I can cast. What can I say that will get me the result I want versus uh, what can I say that will get the results that we need? That might be a little too hokey of a soundbite, but I, I, I hope I, my faith isn't misfounded in him. Uh, but I, I think he, uh, he could do a lot of good things and inject that more practical mindset into politics because it's so broken right now of just sides yelling at each other and nothing happening. So that's my little rant at the end of the episode. Let me know what you think. Tell me to shut the fuck up. Whatever you want. We just want to be engaged. Thanks for listening to the Thunk Tank and here are these idiots. I was just hovering <laughs> over the hang up button looking at Johnny. We'll keep we'll keep this a short post Andrew Yang episode. <laughs> you rant. barely got through that sentence. The two tree houses, two dogfish heads. Yeah. Um so all I want to say about Andrew Yang, I'm sorry we couldn't get him on. We'll try to do an FAQ. Maybe if he calls, he's going to try to call in for a drunk tank. So if you're not oh, subscribed, head on over Patreon, to Patreon.com/slash/thunktankpodcast. Yeah, get in on that. You can um, allegedly we're going to try to get him. You on. know, uh, we, can't, we can't make promises, but I mean, yeah. at this point, yeah, we can't. We're going to try. The we're studio is going to export this file right to our yeah. and, and publishing schedule, so we really can't get him on this. We'll probably have to put him on the drunk tank. So yeah, you, we're, you'll have we're to head over to Patreon yeah. and. And subscribe there if you want to hear us uh, interview Andrew Yang. We're going to ask him all these interesting questions, like everything sure, that we a just thousand bucks a month about, sounds yeah. great, but what about the commune problem? Yeah, what, what about a, what, what a, about the Nazis? Yeah, we're going to get into all of that, all the questions you want want to ask him. Yes, um, we'll be there. Did I miss anything? Oh you're, yeah, you're good. <laughs> Andrew Yang is an Asian guy running for president, and he'll give you a thousand bucks a month if you vote for him. I think you opened with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm bookending it. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, see you there. Thanks for listening. Sorry <laughs> if you didn't learn anything, but go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have come here. <laughs> all right. Thanks everyone for listening to the Funk Tank podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to help us out, please consider leaving a rating or a review wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, share it with people you think might like it. And if you really want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash thunktankpodcast. We have links to this in, in the episode description and other places. And for as little as $1 an episode, you can help us keep the lights on. And you also get access to a very special drunk tank uh, feed of episodes. So every few episodes, we'll have a few more beers and record an extra 20 to 30 minutes of extra thunky, silly uh, whateverness. So... There's a separate RSS link you can get from there, and if you put that into a podcast player, you'll get your own separate feed of only the drunk tanks. I think we have about six or seven of them out already, and more to come. Thanks for listening, and stay funky.